guys, welcome to the skates to throats the fuck off. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Skype. Come on. Oh, man. You're really letting us down. <laughs> Yeah, this is, oh, you shot it too early, buddy. You came a I little bit. I did. Yeah, I, man. I really, I really. There was energy in that, man. <laughs> let's, uh, let's see. Man, I feel like Hacksaw Jim Duggan getting caught with uh, Iron Sheik. And hey, wrong podcast. Car wrong full podcast. of wheat. Oh, yeah, sorry. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, I, I feel shame. Go to box, spend two minutes. Uh all jokes aside, hey guys, welcome to the Skates to Throats podcast. This is your host, Chris Patton. Today, January the 25th, 2020, this is the All-Star Weekend. And uh, as my co-host here, they're they're my All-Stars, the number ones in my heart. Uh, on on uh, on uh, the side of, like, fuck, I don't know, fuck off. Uh, let's say, uh, Dakota, how are you doing, bud? I'm uh, uh, I. I think the internet dropping has really broken me as a as a person. My robot programming has been destroyed. Oh, that's unfortunate. I, uh, you know, I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Another week gone. And Keegan, how are you, man? How's how's things going for the second time today? <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said the first time, you know, it's going great. You know, I just had my birthday. My internet's fine. I don't live in Georgia. Everything is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, but you live in Connecticut. They got them high ass taxes. Yeah, with a high ass internet rate, boy. <laughs> yeah, hey, my internet's been fine. <laughs> yeah, my internet's out, garbage. I'm not out there in like Talmo or wherever the hell what is that? Yeah, Let's go it's... visit Macon. <laughs> hey man. Uh, Macon's pretty nice. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Alright, and speaking of here we go, let's jump right into this thing. So Dakota. Is Gritty out here punching children in the back of the head? It's, the, it's the, the question the world wants to know the answer to. And I'm going to, hence to forth, be referring to this incident as Gritty Gate. Uh, Gritty Gate is a hoax constructed by a person who wanted to meet the Flyers. Gritty does not punch children. And if he does, I mean, it fuels the mystery of Gritty. Maybe it's this thing. We don't know his past. We don't know where he comes from. <laughs> <laughs> that's true he's kind of just a random orange ball he's like uh he's like those things from star trek that fall over captain kirk what are they called like fluffles or whatever yeah yeah uh no you know if anyone uh i would accuse of punching a child in the back of the head that is a flyer it'd be drew i mean he has a known track record of touching butts so I don't think that's I don't think that that equates. I don't think punching kids and touching butts can really be the same thing. <laughs> Welcome to the new podcast. <laughs> and touching butts. <laughs> now, <laughs> Keegan, what are your thoughts on Gritty Gate? You know, like I'm I'm torn. Everyone knows my love for Gritty. Again, it's not something that I have ever hit. Definitely one of my favorite mascots. But there's two sides to this. If he did it, sure. If he stood up and took that running star and punched him in the back <laughs> as hard as he could and no one saw it because apparently Gritty also is invisible at some times. Like, yeah, okay. That is Philadelphia. I got that. That's totally fine. I understand that city now. But if you look at it, you know, it took him a month to report this because he was trying to work with the home office and he wanted to get his kid into the locker room and meet the Flyers. They were like, no, we can't do that. 
but we'll let him sit on the bench during the warmups. And he said, no, I'm going to report this to the cops. So definitely, just as Dakota said, absolutely the guy was trying to get more than just a photo op. I don't think it's real, but if it is, I mean, again, that's Philadelphia, baby. <laughs> Wouldn't it have been great if they did let him sit on the bench and like geared him up and they're like, you're up, dog. <laughs> Oh my threw God. him on the ice. Tell me it wouldn't so be great if he's sitting so on the checks bench. checks the shit out of him. <laughs> they put him on the bench, and then Gritty just standing there at the doorway, just staring him down. <laughs> well, or they just cut to a wide-angle shot of him. It's just Gritty behind him with a flickering light. <laughs> they sign him to a one-day contract for an actual game, and then put him on the ice against Brad Marchand. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Mar- Butterstick Marchand. <laughs> Butterstick. That's a that's a good name for him. Off we didn't get to talk about that last week. <laughs> oh no, how's that? My nickname for him was going to be Land Lakes for the rest of the season. He's <laughs> oh, got that butterstick. All right. So just to give everyone the actual news story we're talking about, Gritty, the Philadelphia Flyers mascot, uh, is being accused of punching a 13 year old in the back, according to the reports. Which the report is by one guy, by the way. There's no <laughs> there's no other collaboration of events with Gritty punching children. The Flyers held an exclusive event for season ticket holders with the availability to have pictures taken with the superstar mascot, Gritty. During that time period, 13-year-old, which, by the way, you're 13 sitting on a mascot slab. is like not, not a good look. <laughs> Your friends are going to make fun of you. Hey, listen, listen, don't judge. All right. <laughs> no, all right. I'm 28, so, and I'm still trying to get on some mascot lab. Uh, well, yeah, you're a furry. Uh, <laughs> oh year god old, I'm done with <laughs> I'm out of here 13 year old Brandon Greenwell allegedly patted the mascot on the head in quotations patted um, after the photo was taken as the boy started walking away the googly eyed mascot took a running start <laughs> I love that he uses googly eyed cause that's all I can see just those eyes freaking googling <laughs> Him running, just the thought of Gritty running in general is, um, he took a running start, punched, uh, punched Brandon as hard as he could, according to the father. Uh, after about a month, the alleged assault, as we talked about, the owners of the Flyers and the Greenwells could not come to any kind of agreement. The father of the kid is saying he's dropping his season tickets, and, uh, he filed a police report, so I guess there's an ongoing investigation. And I guess the biggest thing is, like, Twitter has blown up both making fun of this kid, for one, getting beat up by a mascot, I guess, <laughs> and two, <laughs> expecting anything less of, like, the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, so yeah, all jokes aside, hashtag free, gl- free gritty was, like, number one on Twitter for a while. Uh, and I think this kind of takes us into... What's your uh, what's your favorite mascot moment? And I'll, I'm gonna start with you, uh, Keegan. All right. Again, I'm gonna have to because for those of you listening, we totally did this already, but someone had to mess it all up. Not gonna <laughs> mention any names. Hey, it wasn't <clears throat> me this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, really yeah. narrows it down. <laughs> yeah, it was me. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna break the mold here. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna shy away from the NHL, but because he is now the mascot of the Canadians, I'm gonna have to go with Yuppie. Uh <laughs> L.A. versus Montreal Expos. There's Yuppie. You know it's a late night going into extra innings game. 
So what does Yuppie do? He changes into his little nightie and his, gets his pillow and his blanket. And he hops right up on top of the L.A. dugout. And he's sitting there stomping around. And it's all metal. So it's echoing through that dugout. And here comes Lasorda. <laughs> all, all piss and vinegar. Flipping out. Complaining, complaining, complaining. It gets so bad that the umpire looks at Yuppie and he ejects him. And I've never seen a sad mascot, but there he was dragging his little tiny blanket and pillow off the dugout. And he kept turning around as he was going up the stairs. Like, it, it was so depressing. It's like, I felt for Yuppie, man. You're like, you're like, why? <laughs> what did Yuppie do? Yuppie did wanted, his job, man. Yuppie did nothing wrong. He just wanted to take a nap, Lasorda, you asshole. I now want to see the biopic of this story with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg is UP. Yes. Because <laughs> either way, I'm down for both. Anthony Hopkins as Lasorda. Can we get like Casey Affleck as the like like the really weird <laughs> umpire? Yes. Can we get Dennis Leary to just narrate it? Yeah. <laughs> so. so this is what happened in this day. <laughs> so so UP turns around. He does this sad ass sad ass walk, right? And it's like you grounded your children. You're like, no Minecraft, no Fortnite. <laughs> you can go to bed. <laughs> it's like oh, the saddest mom. face. <laughs> it's the saddest. I mean, because Yuffie kind of already has a sad face in comparison to a lot of mascots. <laughs> well, let's be real. I mean, he was with the Expos. That'd be sad, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Um, yeah, my favorite, like I said, uh, as opposed like different than gritty this man this mascot actually does scare children uh new jersey devil this year playing parachute with some pre-k kids and some kindergartners he drops the parachute on accident because he's got them giant mascot hands it's hard to hold on to uh freaks out he runs to kind of jump against the boards like it's hockey and just like breaks an entire plate class window (laughs) And the brigade teacher's just like, it's okay, guys, just stand still. <laughs> and the way she says it, it's like he's going to kill him. <laughs> it's either that one or him running around with a sign that said free hugs outside of the Philadelphia Flyers arena. It's one of, it's one of the two. But both are great. He's a great mascot. Um, so those are probably my favorites and the high, definitely the window break the season for devil's fans is the highlight of the year uh dakota let's see uh, let's get your moments and hopefully this time you don't like shit a break <laughs> like yeah time. man that's uh yeah that's that'll be the uh that's the goal here uh i'm gonna i'm gonna kick it old school with a team that doesn't even exist anymore uh the atlantic city boardwalk bullies had this giant bulldog mascot and he used to go around and he'd like kind of like run into you and charge you a little bit. This is the coolest. He was the coolest mascot ever. Don't know what happened to the boardwalk bullies, but they were awesome. I, I'm trying like. And I was also a mascot in high school. After I, uh, after I decided my basketball career wasn't going to go anywhere, I decided to become the mascot. I like to think I did a pretty good job of it. Yeah, how many children did you scare? Cause, like... Oh, tons. Oh, yeah, I was terrifying, dude. I was a giant eagle. I, I feel like that's the mark of a good mascot. You should thrill adults by making children scared. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's why Gritty's so perfect. You never know um, what he's doing. 
we didn't really talk about this beforehand, but uh, it's something that all kind of on the pre-show when we were doing some audio checks and stuff, which obviously worked out great. Um, I I brought up worst mascot, which to me, uh, Chief Nakahoma for <laughs> for the Braves <laughs> up there as the worst for. <laughs> Various reasons. Let's pick the most <laughs> insensitive name we can. Um, that's a terrible mascot. That's like worse <laughs> than the Cleveland Indian mascot, which is also terrible, by the way. Do you guys have any uh, thoughts on worse mascot? Oh God. Dakota, I would I'm say I'm gonna, yeah, I'm 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 gonna get my digs in here. I'm gonna give it to Brad Marchand as the new unofficial mascot of Land Lakes Butter. Using their sticks out on the ice. <laughs> oh man, it's uh, a two-week-old reference, but I had to get it out there. Well, at least at least Marshan did roast back the fans that were bashing him on peasant. <laughs> You peasant! <laughs> Look at me sitting in my ivory tower. He's like, "How many rings you got?" <laughs> or what? Wasn't that? Isn't that something he said? <laughs> His overly tight Ed Hardy T-shirt, and I was like, "Bro, like you, you didn't get those rings because he because like your individual performance. You got a lot better after that, but like that's not what carried them to that Stanley Cup." Uh, another controversial <laughs> figure who should be a mascot, Tim Thomas, should be the Republican <laughs> mascot. Uh, <laughs> just put him in a giant, put him in goalie pads and the elephant uniform, and there, there you go. That's the new mascot. <laughs> All right, so let's move on from mascots <laughs> and talk about some actual hockey here. Patty Kane, 1,000 points. He got it off a secondary assist. Whole team rushes it. Big moment for Patrick Kane. You guys' thoughts on Patrick Kane's 100th point coming off a secondary assist. Obviously not as flashy as we would want. Uh, the mullet's flying out there in Chicago. What are you guys' thoughts? Ah, legendary player. Absolutely legendary. Uh can't see him not going into the Hall of Fame whenever he does retire. And he's been a part of that Chicago team through it all. So kudos to him on that. Uh, I agree with you completely. And I would say, uh, I mean, outside of, you know, the obvious Bobby Hole, and I guess maybe you could throw JR up there. Is he not like the most prolific goal scorer that team has ever had? And definitely probably the biggest star they've ever had am i insane on saying that no not at all I, i'll you... give you that i definitely will i mean I, he is the youngest player to reach a thousand points you know i mean he's what 31 it's phenomenal what he did and i mean yeah you're right you know maybe not how he wanted to score the thousandth goal but at the end of the day that was his thousandth, thousandth goal. Come on, You're like you can't even. I can't even talk shit on him, and especially with that. Well, Patrick Kane's mullet is one of the best mullets I've ever seen. I, I want to mimic it so bad. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't even talk smack on the guy now because I don't have a thousand points. Yeah, <laughs> we have to shave. We have to like shave you back to the LeBron James hairline before you start growing <laughs> it. That's how you really, really hold it down with the mullet. I. I 
like I like Patrick Kane. I think he's a phenomenal player. Obviously, two cup like two cups with Chicago, right? I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yep. Two cups with Chicago. One of that them phenomenal the uh, goal of the decade, voted by the NHL, uh, the Stanley Cup winner. Um, incredible man, incredible player. Uh, getting lots of booze in St. Louis in the All Star comps last night, <laughs> which was great. He just kind of no sold it. Um, yeah, uh, great, good for him, man. I can't can't complain at all. I like I said, I like Patrick Kane. I feel like if you know if you're an original six team, obviously you're gonna hate him more than I do as a Devils fan. It's like whatever Chicago Blackhawks see him twice a year, maybe it, it's just kind of not the same level of hatred as uh, I would understand. Like you know, if you're a Blues fan or a Red Wings fan, um, or even a Rangers fan, I guess to some extent, I just don't have that level of hatred towards the guy. I think he's a great player. Yeah, I don't hate him for being in the Flyers in the Stanley Cup. I really don't. It broke my heart, but I don't hate the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. It sounds like there's some seat inside Oh, yeah, of there's, there's some deep-seated <laughs> hatred in there. <laughs> One day it's going to come out. It's going to be just a spew of, like, anti-Patrick Kane. Yeah. All right, so gonna get drunk and just call us and just be just screaming about Patty Kane, <laughs> babbling on about nothing. We're gonna be like, we got this guy. <laughs> I got it done better. <laughs> Hope Gritty gets a running start and punches him in the back of the head. <laughs> See his mullet wig fly off. <laughs> uh, okay, all jokes aside, let's get into a little bit of the All Star game. Um, do you guys want to go over the rosters or the competition? Did you get did well? I should start this by did either of you guys get to watch the NHL All Star Skills competition? No, I did not. I got I got to see bits and pieces of it. Um, nothing super crazy, but I got to see parts of it. You know, some of us have real jobs, Chris. So, well, your real <laughs> job. <laughs> I have a real job as well. I just have a, a eight to five as opposed to like. Where the fuck you're working on the night shift? By the way, what are you doing yeah, out there? 2 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> slinging that rock on your birthday. Oh, yeah. Pocket full of buds. Yeah. Find him in the club. Um, he seltzers, bro. <laughs> All is the law. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's just go ahead and run down. We'll go through the All-Star roster, and then I'll give my thoughts on the All-Star competition, because I actually did watch the entire thing. And, and some of it was great, and some of it's bad, and, and I have some things I think they can change and make better um in the future and then i uh, have some things that i really liked about it so we'll go after that we'll go after we'll go into that after the rosters i should say so let's 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 break it down we have uh, a lot of asterisks here because they're not actually going to be playing so you're going to see some fill-ins the eastern conference as far as elected players you have david pasternak he's not playing um he's going to be subbed for i think patrice bergeron uh, uh, Jack Eichel for the Sabres. He's playing Tyler Bertuzzi. Fun to see Bertuzzi get voted in. If you're a Red Wings fan, he is a bright spot on a very, very bad team. Jonathan Huberdeau, Florida Panthers, definitely deserves to be there. Uh, Austin Matthews, obviously, he's also not going to be playing. You mean Austin Burgundy? <laughs> yeah, Austin Ron Burgundy. Austin Ron Burgundy. 
The stash has got to go, Austin Matthews. I'm I'm just doing you a personal favor, like let it go, dude. It just doesn't work, man. No, it really doesn't. Love you to death, man, but get rid of the mustache. He should grow the mullet though, because he's got the hairline that Kane's got. So if he rocks that, maybe. Oh God! And then he had the mustache, dude. That'd be the that'd be the that'd be the combo right there. <laughs> yeah, like if he could somehow convince that mustache to be a Larry McDaniel mustache, <laughs> then now we're talking. Uh, nah, I'll, I'll just side. We got Anthony Declare from the Ottawa Senators. I think that's a, a real fun vote. Uh, I'm surprised Peugeot didn't get voted, considering how great of a season he's had. Uh, we'll talk about him a little bit later in trade uh, trade rumors. Uh, Victor Hedman. This is only his second All-Star game, which is baffling to me. Is that crazy to you guys? Because I feel like he's consistently one of the best defensemen and somehow gets snubbed from the All-Star game each year. Uh, He's like Leonardo DiCaprio at the Academy Awards. Takes him a long time, but he'll finally get there. Well, the problem is is that people blindly vote Stamkos in. Uh, yeah, even though uh, he's not having too hot of a season. Uh, so, yeah, so Victor Hedman, glad to see him there, his second All-Star game. He was part of the uh, skills competition last night. I think all of these guys actually were part of the skills comp. Shea Weber, uh, speaking of which, is there for Montreal Definitely deserves to be there. Has been the best player to me on their team, even though he was not the highest. I don't think he was the highest voted. I could be wrong on that, but I don't think he was the highest voted for the Montreal Canadiens. Definitely deserves to be there. Um, hit a 106-mile-an-hour slap shot. Huge. 106.5, I think it is. The record is 108 by Chara, but like, doesn't count because Chara is the size of the building. At <laughs> um, uh, goalie... And well-deserved, by the way, to go risk, as the Bruins announcer would say. Um, obviously didn't play. Uh, they gave him a drum set, so he is at home <laughs> Metallic, playing his Metallica drum set. Hell yeah. uh, it's not part of this All-Star game. And uh, in, in that, who is part of this All-Star game and actually performed pretty well. I think he kind of got boned out of the goalie block streak gimmick last night was frederick anderson so how do you guys feel about that is there anyone you would rotate in is there anything that maybe uh any players that you would rotate it rotate in for any of these teams i guess is the better question and i'll start with you keegan i mean honestly i'm i'm pretty that's a pretty solid list i'm not i'm not really too uh i got nobody for the atlantic that i would i would throw in of course, I got people for the Metropolitan, but they aren't playing due to injuries. So, but I'm I'm pretty solid on the Atlantic. I don't know. I the only one that I think I thought Thomas Chabot would have been a better sub for Ottawa. He's been having a really good season. Um, did we lose Chris? We probably did. Man. <laughs> oh, it's not me. It's not it's me. Just not our show today. <laughs> God bless him. Well, maybe he'll drop back in. Yeah. I'll just hold out some hope. Um, I'll move along to the Metropolitan Division if my phone would let me scroll down. But I guess not. No, it won't. Nope. Oh, I there we it. go. Uh, I have it. Oh, good. There you are. Yeah, so... I was letting you guys finish, and uh, also the thing wouldn't unmute, so uh, thank you, Skype. Uh, right back, Metropolitan. Uh, Kyle Palmieri, he did not play 
actually Nico Heizer was brought in. I think that's a good choice for the Devils. Um, he did terrible, terrible last night in the accuracy shooting. But Bertuzzi went first and broke the gimmick. I guess he whipped a sick wrister and broke the little glass piece. So there was like a two-minute delay, and maybe that threw him off or whatever. But uh, he finished in last place in the accuracy, whereas I feel like Kyle Palmieri probably would have been a lot better there. But that that's that as far as like the skills comp goes. Uh, Matthew Barzell, fat, fastest man on ice right now. Yeah, uh, great player, <laughs> well-deserved. He beat Connor McDavid in the speed skate last night. I would let everyone keep in mind that McDavid gets beat up on a, a nightly basis, and he also had <laughs> the knee surgery at the beginning of the season, <laughs> not mistaken. So Maybe the uh, speed skate wasn't the best idea. Yeah, like, I don't know. Uh, props on McDavid for showing up as the face of the league and actually playing. Matthews uh, was there but didn't play. So, uh, you know, shout-out to McDavid. I just wanted to be Ron Burgundy. I mean, like, Crosby wasn't there, Malkin wasn't there, Vetchkin wasn't there. You have a lot of, like, big players that didn't show up, but, you know, at least Connor, he, he came through for the NHL on that one. Artemi Panarin, ya boy, Keegan, did not play. <laughs> Instead, we get Chris Kreider, who put down a really fast speed skate. I think he oh, ended yeah. up finishing third. Dude turned the Jets on. Um it completely embarrassed Quinn Hughes. I'm like, why the hell is a defenseman out here? But okay, he's getting <laughs> Quinn hit like a 14 and put it in perspective. I think Chris Kreider's is like a 13.45 or something, which is still nuts. Uh, Travis Konechny, your boy. My boy. <laughs> Hell <laughs> yeah, well-deserved. Seems super pumped to be there. He's a good dude to watch. He, uh, he... Is a great player. I look forward to seeing him develop more. I, he's probably one of my favorite flyers to watch play, actually. Yeah. Than, uh, him and Hayes, but yeah, Connecting I think is going to be. Told you guys at the beginning of the year, man. Hayes was the best decision the Flyers made. Jake Gunsel, obviously, did not play. <laughs> I don't think I think he's obviously played. out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, we get Latang in here instead, which was cool. Um, Latang seemed to be really happy. He's just signing autographs for everybody and chilling for the most part, from what I could tell from last night. Uh, John Carlson, he was there. Dougie Hamilton, uh, once again, unfortunately for Carolina Hurricanes, uh, was not available to play. He uh, he was injured, and he will probably be out for the rest of the year. Which, when we get into trade rumors, we'll start talking about some defensive players that might end up there that that could involve uh, one of the Devils players. Uh, Seth Jones, Columbus Blue Jackets. He's kind of had a down season, so I'm surprised that he got voted in. But once again, it's a fan vote. Um, and then Holtby and Corpusalo and Net, both solid choices. Uh, any thoughts on this lineup, or kind of what this lineup is? Because there's a lot of rotating parts, but the Metro lineup. This is definitely the best of the league right now. I mean, points wise, you look at the scores; these guys are a big part of that. Um. So it's good to see it's good to see players that deserve to get their first one. I know Konechny definitely deserved it. So did Panarin. Uh, so it's pretty cool. I, I would say. play. I mean, one surprise for me is that I guess the bandage ads also kind of suffering an injury because he would be my follow up choice for Panarin on that Rangers team after watching them. You know, the few times I've watched him play, he was a nightmare against the Devils more so than Panarin. Watched it, watching them play the Islanders, you know, the most recent game, of course, we can't count. Uh, that's a fluke. But 
I mean, at, at one point, Panarin, Panarin put up five. He, like, if he wasn't injured, I would have loved to see him on the ice. Kreider going in there, just Chris, Chris killed it. Absolutely. So, I mean, they, Jerry with his first. Jerry was definitely probably definitely a good pick. Definitely deserves it, especially for his first time. Yeah, and I will say uh, the, the goalie skills competition, I think that what Lundqvist holds the record with 14 straight saves, they got nowhere as close to that. Oh, no, no. It was definitely a definitely a low point affair. And uh, one of the one of the saves shouldn't even count because they rolled out. I can't, can't remember what Blues legend they rolled out, but they had him just take like a pass of Rister over for a shot, kind of jokingly. And they yeah. counted that as one of the saves. And I I get it. It's supposed to be fun. But if you want people to take it seriously, uh, Vasilevsky kind of got screwed. Should have been at least a tie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Vasilevsky also had the best save of that competition. He came back around with his glove on one shot that was kind of nasty. He got beat, but uh, big recovery, big save. We'll go into the central, which I think is like very sick and very dominant because all of these players showed up which I makes me feel bad for everyone else uh, Nathan McKinnon Patrick Kane Tyler Sagan Eric Stahl Mark Shelfley uh, Ryan O'Reilly Roman Yossi Alex Petran- Petrangelo Jordan Bennington and Connor Halibut awful lot of St. Louis Blues players and that um in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, awful lot of St. Louis players in this one. That's Shocker. conveniently being held in St. Louis. No, nah, honestly, I, I completely agree with this list. All these, uh, you know, Roman Yossi's probably one of the best players on a struggling Nashville team. Um, Kane, always. <laughs> I mean, the dude's practically an all-star mainstay. Um, definitely Nathan McKinnon with the way he's been playing. So, yeah, this is this is a good-looking list. I just hate whoever has to go against both, like, Nathan McKinnon, Patrick Kane, and Tyler Sagan. Like, yeah. <laughs> if they take it just a little <laughs> bit seriously, that's going to suck for everyone involved. Uh, Keegan, your thoughts on the lineup? I mean, this is a stacked lineup. You know, it really is. And to see some of these players on there, like Eric Stahl, I'm always going to have a soft spot for. Absolutely. He's killing it over in Minnesota. Let's take it. Um, a lot of these guys, I. McKinnon, again, you know, it's fourth time there. Definitely deserve that spot. Um, I, it's it's just such a strong lineup. And you're right. I mean, all of them came in. They came ready to play. So I can't I can't fault Central at all. I, they definitely are going to be, you know, the, the team to watch in this little all-star series. So we'll head over to the Pacific Division, which I would – I think is probably – those two going against each other is going to be the the fun thing to watch because you get Connor McDavid, uh, Jakob Silverberg, Matthew Kachuk, who uh, <laughs> during the goalie competition tried two between the legs or behind the legs uh, shots. Both kind of just went over the net or would have been goals more than likely. Leon Dreisaitl, who uh, obviously is having an amazing year. Anze Kopitar, kind of the mainstay, should be there for L.A. if you're not going to vote Quick in, which Quick doesn't deserve to be in. Um, the the one thing I would think if you're if you're looking at it from an all-star advantage, uh, Kopitar 
And surprisingly, Nico Heischer are probably the two best on faceoffs. Oh, never mind. Bergeron is, uh, I think, maybe voted in for Pasternak. I could be wrong on that. But, uh, yeah. So if you're just looking at your faceoff circle, having Anze there is going to be really good for the Pacific Division. Not that the game means anything, but, you know, just for saying it. Uh, Logan Couture. He's there for San Jose. Elias Peterson. Mark Giordano, who hit... Uh, I think he was hitting 104, 100, 104 slap shots last night. Great player. Um, obviously, Norris Trophy winner from last year. Solid defenseman. And in goal, and I'm not sure if this stands, because I'm pretty sure Fleury's not going to play, but we have Mark andre Fleury and Darcy Kemper, and I think that they're both rotated out. Yeah, Darcy, Darcy has the injury that he's been battling constantly, and I feel bad because you know, I love watching him play. He's definitely... He's, he's strengthened that Arizona team heavily, but Mark Mark Andre, he uh, he's also not going to play. You know, again, you know, he just lost his pops, so he's take he's he's decided not to play. I think they replaced him with uh, Markstrom, who started off the uh, the goalie saves little competition there, and then uh, David Riddick from Calgary. Yeah, I think those are pretty decent replacements overall. I, I don't have all of the replacement players pulled up in front of me, obviously, but uh, those were the people that were actually elected by the fans. Um, and for the most part, I kind of agree if you look at it going down the list. I, I guess the one exception would be maybe Bertuzzi. I think you could probably put Larkin there, but Larkin's been a salty bitch all year. So I could see <laughs> I could see Red Wings fans not necessarily wanting to vote for him where Tyler Bertuzzi has just kind of kept his head down and has been playing very grindy um, on a very bad team. So uh, I see you guys a photo last night of him and Nico <laughs> side by side because they put the two worst teams together. <laughs> and they're like, and here's Tyler Bertuzzi. And him and Nico just look like, how the hell did we even get here right now? Those teams are <laughs> terrible. Um, yeah, so, uh, I, I will say, uh, I'll go into this and, and Keegan, you can comment as, as we go through it, but the, uh, competition, I miss, uh, the passing skills competition where they had the little bitty nets. I miss that. I miss there was no relay. Um, I miss the, like the, the last 20, the, the first 30 minutes of this was nothingness by there. There was zero hockey. It was just them talking to different people. Um, I hate that during the goalie competition, they would cut over to players and talk about other players instead of focusing on what was going on. So I just oh, kept yeah. seeing fucking Pierre talking to like Matthew Kachuk. Welcome I hate BCSN. <laughs> I hate how much they talk to the Kachuk family. Like I get it, he's a former Blues, but like we don't need 16 recaps of what the Kachuks have done. Uh, <laughs> Other than be a turtle, yeah, yeah. Walter, we, that's, we're getting into that next because that's a that's a subject uh, that's coming up. But uh, overall, I mean, it's a fun thing. I think if you don't take it too seriously, it was fun. I would say the highlight for me was the women's three v three. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, America just couldn't get a goal in that. Uh, there were some sick ass dangles though, uh, <laughs> especially from the American players. They looked slower than the um, the Canadian team, and there was just great goaltending by the Canadian team in general. And it's three v three, so it's always a little weird. But uh, it was fun to watch overall. I know a lot of people online were complaining about the puck trail, which I 
barely noticed, and I don't know if that's just me looking ahead of the play, Keegan, maybe you can comment on this a little bit, but like, I didn't notice it that much. So either I'm just terrible at watching TV or I was looking ahead of the play more. Well, let's let's be honest. Like you, you kind of like you can kind of see it. it. It doesn't bother me whatsoever. Again, kind of because you know I I'm, I'm expecting what's going to happen. I'm like, all right. So I'm not looking. I'm not seeing it too much. But it wasn't as bad as everyone's making it out to be. They're they're trying to make it out like it's that that the way Fox did it. And that's that's what they're trying to do. I don't agree with the with the name pop ups on the players randomly during the during the game because. Listen, dude, we see the numbers, we see the jersey, we know who's there. We don't need, you know, T. Rusk. We don't need to see that. We know who's in the goal, all right? We don't need any of that. But it didn't bother me too much, per se. I think they did the name pop-up thing. They did it in the speed skate um, so that they could show how fast they're skating. I so can understand that, right. Maybe but... maybe they're going to try to incorporate that a little bit like they do with baseball. Um uh, I, I don't necessarily I, I think you're dead dead right on that. The other thing is it is women's hockey, so maybe they were trying to get those names over a bit. And I mean um, I can understand that with, with with women's hockey growing as much as it is, because I mean I know you guys you guys probably aren't, you know, watching women's hockey like I am, but I mean ladies like Amanda Kessel, Alex Carpenter, um, the goalie, uh, Alex Cavallini, that those are those are big time names and it was it was great to see them, and I can understand why they're trying to make it bigger because the the NWHL <laughs> they're they're selling out practice stadiums. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess my problem. Well, it's not really a problem, and I think this. I hope this is something they do. If you're going to do it like international based, like they did, then you need to get Europe involved. In my Fair. opinion, just like you would the Olympics. Um, and if you're not going to do that, then you should work out a deal with the NWHL. And give them their own day uh, and make it a special thing. What this looked like to me was honestly like an unofficial rivalry series. Basically. (laughs) Basically. And and I mean, some of the picks, though, even I'm sitting there and I'm like, "Ah," some people got snubbed. Like, Kayla Barnes should have been on there, but maybe that's just my love for Kayla. I don't know. I, I mean, I've mostly watched the international teams. I haven't check too much into uh the nwhl don't um (laughs) but uh i i mean i love watching i loved watching i to me the women's uh olympic series was way better than the men's because they they took all the nhl players out so if you're signed to a team you couldn't play so you knew it was going to be russia's weird khl team versus sweden's team essentially because they're the two biggest leagues outside of the NHL. And that's exactly what happened for the most part. So the, the men's Olympics was whatever um, to me versus the, the women's Olympic hockey was incredible and played at a very high level and told a great story with Canada versus uh, the United States, obviously. Absolutely agree. And it's always good to see another Kessel playing. You know how much we are. We are a fan of them on this show. <laughs> More of a fan of Phil than Amanda. I, she did not necessarily play great last night in that 3v3. Um, she kind of got exposed by some speed a little bit there. But, uh, you know, this is what it is. I, there were some sick-ass dangles in that the first period, though. Definitely go. It's worth checking out. I, I just wish fans would 
it's it's bad that NBC SN decided to put some of those gimmicks that they want to try out in the women's game. Um, because it seems like if you go to like any of the NHL's Facebook posts or Twitter posts, it was just people complaining about that shit instead of watching actual hockey. And it was definitely the highlight of the all-star competition. I mean, it was the only thing that was real hockey um, and people really, really caring outside of Barzell just blasting off like a rocket um, to beat McDavid. Outside of that, like that was the only like try hard moment you saw throughout this entire uh, all-star competition. For sure. I haven't had a chance to watch any of the all-star yet, so I'm uh, really doing well here. <laughs> well, uh, well, um, well, I'm going to toss this one over to you because you sent me this originally. Cassian and Kachuk. What are your thoughts, me. Keegan? All right. Look, Cassian getting the suspension was complete and utter baloney. That free my boy. You know, he did nothing wrong. He went to defend himself. And what happened you know i'm a turtle i'm a turtle you know it come on i can't wait i can't wait to see them catch up again because uh i think i think cassian's gonna have a few words and those words speak hands baby it's gonna be great it was uh i don't even know where to begin with this guy it's like watching brad marchand finally get beat in a fight (laughs) that's what it is because he's he's like a pest you know he's annoying as shit he's always like Really, like, all right, I saw one of the uh, one of the checks he put on uh, Cassian that night. He kind of left his skates a little bit, which I'm surprised he didn't get called for. But, I mean, if you're going to keep throwing these big-ass hits on somebody, yeah, they're going to fucking light you up. And you, and you want to make yourself seem so badass, but you turtled, man. You turtled. Why? I mean, it was, it was smart from a team standpoint because the other guy took a five in a, a game. And he stayed on the ice. I hate that. And and the reason I'll tell you this, if you're skating full speed from the top of the point, like out of position to hit someone, I don't understand how that's not charging, especially against the boards. And both time he hit him, he was uh, the top. He was guarding the defenseman on the top right. And the second time he was guarding the defenseman on the top left to the point where uh, at the second hit before the fight broke out, you he, you actually can hear if you listen back. You can hear McDavid go heads up, heads up. No, I was like he's gone, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's 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 terrible. So he, you know, he, he grabbed him, he threw hands. Uh, I was surprised that he turtled. The craziest part to me is he ragdolled him, and I haven't seen anyone get ragdolled like that since Kovalchuk had his last fight, where he just grabs this guy and spins him like a helicopter. Uh, <laughs> Kachuk is uh, um, my thing is like it when you have this situation where it's like that, then you get into these uh, it, not to throw Bertuzzi's name out there, but you get into these Bertuzzi situations where it's like fuck this guy, right? So you could end up with someone getting hit up high with a stick, or you could end up with a, a slew foot. You could end up with Kachuk really taking some punishment. Edmonton's not really that team outside of Cassian, but uh, I know the NHL has already stepped in and said, hey, you can't really do that. But the more the problem is you can't – 
he hit him within the rules technically. Yeah, but I, I would have so, called you, a charge. I would have called a charge because you're pushing way out of position to hit a guy from behind the net. Not to mention you also left your skates to deliver the hit. I mean, you, I you mean, can't, you can't the, do that. The lift on the skates wasn't insane or anything. Was, I mean, it was just a dirty hit. Yeah. All around. Well, I mean, either Gassy. way, he got his yeah, he got his ass handed to him. Yeah, but like the thing about him, even even the thing about the fight, is like worst case scenario, he gets punched in the face a bit. Like worst case scenario for Cassian on that second hit is his head goes against the stanchion and he's done the rest yeah. of his career. Like that's a that was a real shady ass hit. I think he got what he deserved, and to see him kind of be celebrated in the All Star game while a guy's taking a three game suspension for defending himself on a dirty ass hit, further makes me hate that fucker. Uh, much like I hate Brad Marchand, that shit shouldn't be celebrated at all. Um, especially if you're not going to let guys defend themselves and give them a three-game afterwards. But whatever. What do I know? I just do a podcast. <laughs> Is that what we do here? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. what we try to do here. Let's talk, about the, let's talk about the rags a little bit on these trade rumors. The Rangers... Um, you sent some big news earlier that I did not expect, which is Igor is sent back down. That's right. Um, Chad Huska had taken Igor's spot in, uh, in Hartford and recently, you know, they sent him over to Maine on the ECHL and now Igor is assigned back to the Hartford Wolfpack. And as I'm as surprised as you are to hear that, you know, that happened this week and, <laughs> Georgiev is looking strong, man. I I think I think Georgiev's performance against the Islanders really uh him and Chesty definitely showed up and I think I think they're gonna try to ride out Georgiev a little bit more. I, I get that. I mean I'm assuming that just whatever they wanted in trades isn't happening. Cause I I think he's gone. You can't have three goaltenders unless Lundquist is gonna retire. He's the guy to go because uh, I'm gonna maybe slaughter. I'm gonna try my best to pronounce this last name. Shesterkin. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I just call him Shesty because okay. I, I don't want to butcher the name. He, he's well, always gonna be Shesty to me. Okay, so Igor has played phenomenal himself uh, since coming up. I mean, he had a great game against the Devils towards the end there. In the last two periods, he blocked like 40 shots. I know he let in two, um, but they put on like 45 shots on him and he was he was solid as hell that's i've watched a couple of rangers games he's looked super solid and he also does kind of the little things that i i want goalies to see he comes out more to challenge which obviously they haven't written the book on him yet like they do a lot of goaltenders that do that as far as like how you pass cetera going against this goaltender but he was coming out way out of his net to challenge he also had some really good puck uh like poke checks and stuff around his net he's been a fun guy to watch and i think that's who they're going to put the eggs in the basket on I'm very surprised he got sent back down. Honestly, I think that means that this is the lineup rolling until the beginning of next season. The problem with next season is you can only protect one goalie. So (laughs) I don't think that they're going to do what Pittsburgh did, where they leave Lundqvist out to dry. No, I can't imagine they're going to do that. Um, But at the same time, it's like he, he needs to figure out what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, it 
it's because these are two really good. These that's like really good gold. That's well, I mean really that's I mean that's the thing about Lundqvist is he's been very solid this year. He's not having a bad year at all by yeah. uh, like number standpoint. Um, but I don't know that Mark Andre Fleury knew he was going to get <laughs> dropped at the end of the year either. No, I don't know that Rangers fans will accept uh, the King. Henrik Lundqvist just not being protected. So you got to move one of these two guys. It's just what's going to happen with Seattle coming into the league next year. And Georgiev, if I'm not mistaken, is up for arbitration. So you're going to have to pay him more. So the the Rangers goalie situation, especially with you saying Igor got sent down, I mean, obviously he can be called back up, but um, that was surprising as hell for me. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was, he was definitely a quick pickup and, I mean, he had a in, in a phenomenal record with the Wolfpack. When when Shesty Orkin, he he was a he's a 2020 All Star. You know, he he was named as a 2020 All Star for the AHL. Um, it, I I do not want to see him go. I don't think he will go. Georgiev, I I don't want to see him go. He's great, and of course, I don't want to see King Lundy go either. But if I had to choose one, as much as I hate to say it, I I got to go with the younger talents. I really do. I get that, but as someone that watched Brodeur end up on the Blues, you don't necessarily want that, man. You <laughs> want to see that jersey rise to the rafters without the aftermath. You just want to see that thing float right up there and remember all the great times and not the times that he had to backfill for Brian Elliott. Or, you know what I mean? Like you don't wanna, <laughs> You don't want that. I get the younger talent thing. I, I feel like you move Georgiev, you get some picks. I think you can get a lot return for him, and your future's right there. And Lundqvist will probably be good for another two years. He's, he's I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to be the 1A. Um, I, I would look at Carolina for a trade for Georgiev, honestly. Um, I, I, I'm not sold on either of their goaltenders. Mrazek is, has always been streaky as someone who's watched a lot of Detroit games. He definitely showed up for them in the playoffs, uh, last year, but uh, Toronto's kind of out just because of cap space. But there's definitely places they could u- utilize him. I mean, if I'm Colorado, I would look at him and be like, he's definitely better than Barubi, right? Like, I don't think Barubi's that good. Maybe they have faith in him. I would, I would maybe take the shot on Georgiev on, on that one, especially as good as that team is with Kel McCarr and Nathan McKinnon and those guys out there lighting it up. I mean, I can respect that. I, I mean, I said it, what, two weeks ago. I said that Igor wasn't ready for the NHL. And, I mean, he won his first two games in the NHL, so maybe I ate my words on that a little bit. But he sent back down. I still think he, I still think he needs a little bit more time to develop. So maybe getting rid of Georgiev and getting somebody else to kind of work side-by-side side with, you know, Lundqvist would be a good pickup. And, and the other, I guess the other big trade rumor for your team is Chris Greiner. Um, he's Kreider. It's he's a known commodity. He's decent goal scorer. He's also a grindy player who's perfect for one of these teams, like a la Boston, uh, you know, a, a Colorado, a Carolina, he, he, a Pittsburgh. Even he's one of those guys that you could fit into a lineup and make work because he's that kind of player. He's a workhorse. As much as I hate him, um, he is a good player and they could get a good return for him. And he's definitely kind of in, I don't want to say the twilight of his career, because that seems grim, but <laughs> it, they're, they're definitely trying to build a younger team. 
York. So I could see him being parted ways with it. Are there any teams specifically that you think of, uh, Keegan or you, Dakota, for uh, Mr. Chris Kreider? I don't know. Maybe uh, I want to say maybe maybe Penguins. I think he'd be a good fit on the Penguins. I mean, it's already a stacked team, and he's a, he's that type of player. I think he'd fit in really good with the Penguins. It's just a matter of who the Penguins would give up in return. I, I Kreider Kreider's just one of those players that you can drop him into a line, and and he'll find a way to make it work. He, he's definitely just one of those guys. I. I, I hate to see him go anywhere, you know, honestly, but I, I'd probably say Penguins, too. He definitely probably would fit that team very, very easily and very well. He, he reminds me a lot of, um, not necessarily as far as, like, when he starts getting really Marchand-esque and doing cheap shit, which I also associate Kreider with, um, but he's very much like a Brian Gianta. Like, he grinds it out. He's a good – he can – be a presence in front of the net and can score if needed. Um, I just think the pins are going to go after like Palmieri, honestly. Uh, if it wasn't for that, I I would say Kreider would be a good fit. I still think he's a good fit. Um, I think maybe he ends up somewhere weird, man, like a Calgary or <laughs> someone right there on the cusp. He might end up there. I mean, the big thing is like, what what do you think the return is going to be, Keegan? On that, do you think it's like a first round not this year but next year or i could easily see i could easily see um definitely a first round next year maybe a second or third round the year after and if it wasn't given a second or third definitely definitely a prospect from some other team absolutely i mean he's not he's not a big timer but at the same time he is definitely a a game he he is a player He's someone that everyone's going to have to watch out for on the ice as well. And I, I think a lot of this falls into what the market sets for Toffoli and Kyle Palm, Palmieri, who are probably the most, as far as what's available out there, the ones that are going to add the most points for your team. Um, for whatever reason, I just think about the trades that, the Devils have made with Boston in recent years. And it just seems like Paul Mary is a natural fit there. And they need some goal scoring outside of the, the top line with Pasternak and uh, Marshan. And that seems like a fit. I don't know what the return is going to look like that on that. I'm assuming a, a first round, maybe next year, but that Taylor Hall trade went so bad that it kind of threw the, um, the market up. There's a new GM there. Uh, Devils might get Dick all for Paul Mary, which would be very sad. Um, but I could also see that happening, which if that happens, I think that's going to throw this whole thing in flux. Travis Zajac was also offered a trade, which he turned down. He has a no trade clause. He said he wants to play with his team. He's going to, he wants to play out his contract with the Devils. So, uh, he's not been having a bad season. His line is the most productive line on the Devils. He's got pretty decent plus minus some points here and there as he would be perfect for a team like, you know, Edmonton. Because uh, he's really good on face-off, and I think he would be like a good third-line center for sure. You could rotate in or something. Um, he just doesn't want to move, so he's staying. Uh, as far as other Devils people, Wayne Simmons I think is hard to ship anywhere unless you ship him back to the Flyers. And We'll take uh, him. I don't know what kind of return. That's probably like a third-round pick at this point. He's been very bad this season. 
And Nikita, I don't think they're going to get rid of. I think they're just going to keep Nikita. He would be like a massive uh, trade piece if they wanted to. He's had a, a really good season. He's gotten even better now that he's been in the AHL longer. Um, so that's kind of where the Devils look. I The difference between the Devils and the Rangers... Or, we're bo- or the difference between the Rangers, Devils, and Flyers are the Devils and the Rangers have pieces they can move. The Flyers are looking to bring someone in. So who's your thought on who they might try to bring bring in, and what would you be okay to part with, Dakota? See, that's the thing. Like, the, they finally – by the way, while I'm saying this, the Flyers took down the top four NHL teams in 14 days. So these guys are these guys are not doing badly this year. That being said, because the Metropolitan is so friggin' stacked, we're still sitting outside the playoff uh, bubble, um, only by a game or two. But you know, it's it's very hard to uh, to miss a step in this in this division. Cause, uh, but they certainly have the pieces now. Bringing in players, I. I honestly can't say. I mean, I just I don't see them bringing in someone uh, someone huge. Yeah, I mean, they're a little bit against the cap, right? I know that was yeah. some of the complaints of bringing um, your backup goaltender back was that that would that contract was like three point eight or something, and everyone freaked out about that. I think we talked about that over the summer. Um, yeah. I don't know. They could make a move. I, I would see someone like Wayne Simmons coming back if, if they think they have a playoff shot. And, and oh, like yeah. I said, I think the return for like a Wayne Simmons would be very low small. risk. Yeah, it's a low risk move. Uh, but they do they love him in Philly, so I mean, maybe it'll uh, maybe it'll work. Um, Jason Zucker, probably one of the other bigger names on the trade rumor trade rumors here he's got 14 goals 14 assists playing out there in minnesota 40 games played obviously he's a negative four but they're kind of at the bottom of that division at the moment they look kind of strong at the beginning of the season then fell off a bit um they really kind of live and breathe through if that top line's clicking right now and uh he's looking like he might move to the pins that's all the rumors i've seen i think that he's probably a good fit there any thoughts on uh, Mr. Jason Zucker? Yeah, I'll. Uh, oh, you got it. No, I mean, I'm just, I'm just gonna reiterate what he said with that. I mean, definitely, Penguins are biting hard. They, they're not even trying to play subtle. They're like, yes, we're interested. We're interested. We're, we're waiting, but we're, we're there. You know, he's. He's that girl at the bar that you're like, she's just like, yeah, you're cute. Meet me at the end of the night. You know, she, they're ready. They are ready. <laughs> Yo, low-key Zucker. Latang wants the D, dog. <laughs> be honest here. How many times do we get really decent hockey players from California? I mean, more so than you would think, just because of Gretzky and what they built up uh you know, that Los Angeles area around. I think there's some been some good, pretty good hockey players coming out of California in that development that I think they did a really good job and kind of set the... This may be a different conversation for a different day, but they were kind of one of those first teams in America to start building around a star in a team to enhance youth hockey. I think Arizona also did a good job, obviously, Austin Matthews. Yeah. 
Um, but there's some few. New Jersey's done a good job of that as well. New York. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some good players from California. All right. Sorry about that. I totally almost just died. I, uh, I laughed too hard and almost swallowed my entire lip of dip. So I'm done. I'm quit. Oof. Done was it? Yeah. Was it the was it the Latin joke? It really was. I because <laughs> you know if you separate la and tang, it's just the tang. So uh, that was the joke. I'm glad you got it. It's oh, terrible. Was I feel like uh, Tyler Toffoli will be sought at soft, sought after by everyone. Someone that anyone that needs points. Um, to me, he's going to be the highest ask on this list. Him and probably Paul Mary. Sammy Batnan, I could see going to Carolina just because uh, of the injuries that they've had recently on defense. I, I don't know what the Devils are going to get back for him. He is locked up for, I think, two more years. So, so we, we'll, we'll see what happens. But those are kind of the big names that I have on trade rumors. If there's anyone I missed, Dakota, Keegan, uh, feel free to chime in. Uh, I haven't... Uh... I'll be honest. I haven't been following the trade stuff as much this season. Honestly, I'm, uh, I don't know. It's um, it, it doesn't seem as stacked as it was last year around the trade deadline. So there were some big moves last year. I mean, I think the big one was Taylor Hall. They already moved him. Yeah, like that was that was that was the big name. Yeah. He's out in Arizona. Arizona's in third place. I want to say. Yeah, they're not far right now. So, who knows? Um, well, let's let's go ahead and, and and flip over to you, Mr. Keegan. This is your first nominee for the Hall of Fucking Awesome. Oh man, oh God! You know you you're ready for it. You're you're always ready, and then as soon as it hits, you're just outrageously nervous. <laughs> is this an Eminem song? It's, you get one all shot already. Mom, spaghetti. <laughs> He's nervous. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess I can do this. I don't know. Are, do you guys feel that you're ready for it? I mean, I was born ready. I'm not necessarily ready for what's about to happen. <laughs> we'll see. Well, for my first ever. Hall of fucking awesome inductee. It's it's gonna have to go with you know someone from my team who definitely shaped the Rangers. Some people might not agree with it, but I'm gonna tell you guys right now that it's not gonna be Sean Avery because this is the Hall oh, of fucking God. awesome. It's not the it's not the Hall of fucking assholes. Okay, that's Jesus. that's his that's his own thing. All right, no, it's the Hall of fucking awesome. So I'm gonna go with the classic Mike Richter, 1994 Stanley Cup champion, right there. I mean, gold medalist, MVP, World Cup of Hockey, 1996, and overall just one of the greatest Rangers goalies ever. Absolutely, Mike Richter is going to be my choice for the Hall of Fucking Awesome. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on that. I mean, it's a legacy player, man. How? I mean, how long he played? Eighty-nine to two thousand three. Like, oh that, yeah, that yeah. Is, he was. He went he, from mullets to like frosted tips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was there for quite a while, and he definitely showed them why he needed to stay there. 
Yeah, I'm looking at his uh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia on it. And he grew up near uh, Philly. Can you imagine like looking up to a Flyers goalie only to end up on the Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. No, definitely well deserved. Huge, big name player. Uh, I mean, if I think of like classic Rangers players, obviously the the season Gretzky was there uh, with Mark Messier and Mike Richter. <laughs> So, definitely I mean, a good choice. With the thirty-five retired, I I still have I still have a, a it's very washed, very faded, and very 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 distressed. Nice little New York Rangers T-shirt, and right on the back is the thirty-five. Richter right on top. You know I can't. I'll never give it up. Part of me wants to frame it. Part of me wants to wait till there's another hole in it. I don't know. It's one of my favorite goaltenders. Someone I always looked up to growing up. Absolutely. All right. So, all the fans are out listening. They're all, all sitting next to their radio. Awesome. They're all waiting to hear my. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Richter, great goaltender, Stanley Cup winner, um, multiple All Star games, and probably to me the definition of goaltending as a Ranger. Especially if you look past the early days there. The, the, if you look past the six, he, he won a cup with them. A cup they haven't won since 94. Lundqvist came close. But not the same. Not the same as getting that done in New York. It seems like it's very hard for that team to get that done. But he pushed them over the edge. Great goaltender. There is a reason why if you play um, that legacy team on NHL 20, that he is the goaltender. He is the starter. Um, phenomenal. I think that he, unfortunately, <laughs> there's a lot of other great goaltenders during this same time period with Curtis Joseph and Ed Belfour and, and Martin Brodeur and Patrick Waugh. I mean, we're talking about some of the greatest goaltenders of all time, all at the same time. Absolutely. This is a cup winner and someone that should be respected. And I think maybe the only Ranger, unless you count Gretzky, uh, to be inducted into the Hall of Fucking Awesome. But I will personally roll out the red carpet myself, even as a Devils fan, and knowing what happened in the playoffs to get to the Cup <laughs> in 94 for you guys. <laughs> I'll roll out the red carpet. Welcome in, Mike Richter. You're part of the Hall of Fucking Awesome. Hell yeah. Popping champagne. <laughs> so if you guys real quick do you want to go over the standings i don't think we need to break down the teams uh but we can just really quickly go over these oh yes because i have i have some i have some things to gripe about oh here we go yep yep that's <laughs> where i cry foul for the rest of the season well tell your team to stop letting gritty help make the schedule because uh <laughs> you won't have as many back-to-back games and your team won't be as tired it's ridiculous. <laughs> is that what you're going to bitch about? Because let's go ahead and get that out of the way if that's going to be what you're bitching about. Yes, I'm bitching about the Flyers having 60 fucking points and being outside the playoff bubble. Okay. Meanwhile, you go over to the goddamn Western Conference and uh, or the Pacific Division, and the one that's leading it has 58 points. It's bullshit. So, let's get into this. Bruins are uh, uh, the only the clo- the closest to the Bruins in the Eastern Atlantic Division are the Lightning, and they're back by eight points. The Panthers are only back by the Lightning by one point, which makes their last two games against each other very interesting. Should be a fun rivalry. Um, if you're a Maple Leafs fan, they're sitting at 57. 
they need help um and they can't bring it in under cap they really need matthews to turn into a magician and score even more goals than yari is which seems ridiculous to say but um the sabers are only six points behind them and i could i could actually see the sabers selling kind of at the trade deadline i know they don't want to but they they may need to uh keegan what's your thought on the atlantic i mean the bruins have that that very well-deserved top spot absolutely lightning has really stepped it up um the 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 atlantic is what it is it's the atlantic you got Ottawa there. You got the Red Wings. You got the Canadians. The Canadians, I would have honestly expected to be a lot higher at the beginning of the season than they are right now. But it, what can you do? You know, you, you got the Bruins and the Lightning, which I honestly would expect to see them up top. You know, it's that that whole division is honestly looking exactly like what I expected it outside of the Canadians. I expected the Canadians to be better, but I always have to remind myself that Drouin has been injured. A lot this season. Fair, uh, fair. And some of their backup goaltending hasn't been that great. Uh, the Maple Leafs, I'm a little surprised on because I, I felt for sure they'd be ahead of the Panthers. Well, Florida has definitely stepped it up. They're they're really utilizing their their AHL affiliate pretty pretty heavily. So I it doesn't surprise me that they're they're up in the in the top four. I mean, the problem with being in the Eastern or the Atlantic right now is if you're not one or two, you're probably not making the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> just because the Metro is so damn good, which I guess will uh, you want to talk about the Atlantic a little bit, Dakota? Any thoughts there? Any surprises that you could see making a run? Just how Flor- how well Florida has been clicking this season. I'm happy for them. I hope they keep it up because I honestly don't want to see Tampa Bay in the playoffs again. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, the one thing I'll say about the Bruins is you take 12 overtime losses. I don't think they've won an overtime or shootout yet this year. No. Doesn't bode well for you going the distance in the playoffs. No, it doesn't. It makes not. you it makes it look like you get tired. <laughs> um we'll see though. Metro obviously the Caps at 71 points, but the Penguins surprisingly have been able to catch up with them with an amazing last run over the past two months. They're at 67 points in number two. So to put that in perspective, the Bruins are at 70, right? Which we thought either the Bruins or the Caps were going to run away with this thing and be gone in previous episodes. But the Penguins kind of clawed their way back, I think, from sixth place at one point, all the way up to 67 points on the back of the Russian machine, Malkin. Um, and then number three, a team in itself is only four points back from Penguins, uh, the Islanders, who played really, really well. But to me, the biggest surprise in the Metro in general has been the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, with the goaltending they've been getting from Elvis and uh, the way they've been playing defense they're that team that could be a sleeper that's the wild card least expected. And then we kind of round out the bottom. Hurricane's still a good team. They're at 61 points. They're only one point back off or two points back off the third place team in the Islanders. Flyers at 60 and the Rangers at 50 and then Devils at 41. So we're pretty much out of the playoffs at this point, barring um, some sort of miracle where all these teams just get that 
that new China flu. What is it called? What are they calling that coronavirus. thing? Coronavirus. <laughs> I thought coronavirus was just like a Friday night at a Mexican restaurant, but no, I guess it's something completely different. Boring. Do they not tell these guys to not eat the worm? Like, come on now. <laughs> Your thoughts on the Metro? I mean, pretty much, I I think you're getting four teams out of the Metro this year, and maybe yeah. two teams out of the Atlantic. Fucking stacked this year. And I think the worst part is these teams have to beat up on, on each other, like, constantly, right? <laughs> so, You know what? I'm not going to complain because we still beat Boston. We still beat Washington. We still beat St. Louis. I mean, and we beat Pittsburgh. So fuck them. <laughs> yeah, and you got hot coming back. Hot's coming back. Got a hot, yes. Uh, so that'll be good for uh, for 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 the Flyers. But I will say, Elliot has been freaking phenomenal in uh in Hart's absence. The defense has been super suspect in Hart's absence, also. So good good for Elliot stepping up because, <laughs> man, they've been some really bad turnovers in the past few Flyers games I've watched. Uh, Metro strong, dude. It's. It's going to be rough. It really is. It's going to be... <laughs> Those Blue Jackets, man, I really think they're going to they're gonna start moving up. Maybe yeah. that's the plan this whole time. Just conserve your energy to the last half of the season. <laughs> well, well, hey, then that means the Red Wings are going to be coming back strong. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Jimmy Howard's, like, at this point, pulling... Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks, I think, like, the second game they play where he just moves out of the net. He's like, go ahead, take it. Just take it. <laughs> just give a shit. <laughs> it doesn't look like they're going to win more than 12 games this season. Man. Uh, that I mean, that sucks, too. I, I don't know. They have Philippe Zadina, who is a great player. <laughs> they have Dylan Larkin, who's a great player. Their defense is just a trash fire, and they have very old goaltending, and it's bad. It's just bad all around. Um, let's move over to the Western. It, it, well, before I do that, I'll, I'll just say this about Columbus. If you're looking for like the St. Louis Blues-type team, Columbus is probably that team just because they're very strong defensively, and they can keep a game within two a lot of times. So they 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 meet. If anyone's gonna climb out of this to get to second, probably I would throw that on Columbus, especially because they're getting some great goaltending right now. Uh, in the Central, we have the Blues with 68 points, the Avalanche with 62, the Stars with 58, the Blackhawks with 54. So they're not completely out of it. They can claw their ways back on the on Patrick Kane's mullet. The Jets at 54 as well. The Wild at 52. And the Preds at 51. So outside of St. Louis, no one in this division is completely out of it. <laughs> you can all make a run. Um, I, I think the Avalanche Blues are probably a lock. And when we get into, and the reason I say this is the Pacific, when we look at the Pacific, uh, their highest points team is 58. So the bottom team in the Central is 51 points. So this could get really, really interesting in general. Um, go ahead and uh, I'll start off with you, Keegan, and then you pass it over to Dakota. All right. I mean, the Stars are making a really good run lately. I mean, last 10-7-3. You can't, you can't 
can't knock it. They're definitely uh, I'm I'm surprised to see them really in third right now, honestly, with how they're playing and how they've been as a team in general. But I, I hate to see the wild as low as they are. I mean, the wild has the players, they have the talent and they're just not, they're not working effectively in my opinion, honestly, but yeah, I got to agree with you. Avalanche and blues. They're going to go uh, Dakota. What about you, brother? Ah, well, well, like Chris is saying, no team's really out of it. I mean, I don't see Nashville like clicking at any point this season. I just don't, don't think it's quite there. The magic's not quite there anymore. Uh, I could I could still see Minnesota coming up out of this. Same with Chicago. As long as they take Winnipeg out of it, because I can't stand Winnipeg. Um, I'd love to see Chicago come back, though. Especially with the past couple seasons they've been having. Yeah, so, I mean, for me, uh, it's... It's so crazy that Calgary Oilers and Canucks are all right there in that Pacific. It's 57, 57, 58. I think there's one point that separates all the teams in the Pacific Division right now. Going all the way down to fifth place, Vegas has 57 points. That's going to be the most fun to watch, watching those teams battle it out, specifically with the the rebutting of a rivalry between the Oilers and the Flames. But... uh. As far as the Central, I think that only two of the teams get there, in my opinion, is probably the Blues and Avalanche. Um, I just don't see the Blackhawks making a run. The Stars could perform very well just because Ben Bishop has been incredible this year, which I'm sure you guys already talked about. Um, but, yeah. How do you guys feel about the Pacific, if you haven't already talked about it? I cut out trash. Bishop. Yeah, it's all trash. I mean, what are you gonna do? Uh, with the exception of the Yotes, I got I got some love in my heart for the Yotes. Which oh yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, San Jose, don't think they're coming from it. Anaheim, fuck as much as I'd love to see an Anaheim miracle, it's not gonna happen. Same with the Kings, they're just not doing great. Um, but other than that, the top five teams, yeah, they can all easily be interchangeable at any point this season. Um, so it'll be very interesting going forward into the, uh, into the final parts of this season. I think the Canucks are a very good team. Yeah. I think the Golden Knights are a very good team that are starting to get their footing again with Flurry being back. And Um, with firing your fucking head coach. It's, but it's DeBoer though. He's really good at taking teams to the cup. He's done it twice. You yeah, do it again. I'm, I'm fucking begrudgingly agreeing with you. I'm still not happy about the situation, though. I, I'm not happy with the situation either, because I thought the Devils were rehired to four, um, which is, for a young team, having that friendly type coach is probably a good idea. And you also need someone that can mesh with Subban, unless they somehow trade Subban, which I don't see anyone biting unless the Devils eat, like, half of that contract. Um so I I I mean probably Peter Laviolette off season is my guess, but uh, you know smart move on the Golden Knights. They have a good coach. We'll see what happens. I think that's probably the best team in this entire division, and somehow they're sitting, you know, one point out of first place. But all of these teams are right there stacked. It would be great to see the Arizona Coyotes 
win a Stanley Cup, especially yes. because now Taylor Hall is on that team. And that man has played his heart and soul out for so many bad teams, including some bad Devils teams. I mean, he drugged the Devils to the playoffs on, the, on his back having an MVP season. So if he really starts getting get, gets clicking and Kessel stops playing very shitty Kessel hockey. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we get to see another Stanley Cup picture of Phil Kessel. Eating hot dogs out of the cup yeah. while playing golf, which would be great. Um, I would love to see that. I just, you know, McDavid's still really good. They're probably going to make some moves. I think the Oilers probably get better. My favorite thing in the Pacific is watching Quinn Hughes and Elias Peterson play. I think they're phenomenal. Uh, what are your thoughts, Keegan? To be honest with you, I was looking at EHL, uh, ECHL stuff. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, going back with the Pacific, I mean, honestly, like, Coyotes are – wow. You know, I mean, this whole this division – the division in itself is kind of lackluster. But the teams that are there and when they're playing, it's it's pretty impressive. The Coyotes are definitely a strong competitor. I'd love to see the Coyotes make it. Uh, the Golden Knights as well. You know, just – just being who they are and the players that they have, I'd love to see them make it. Um, screw the Canucks. Yeah, okay, they're up uh, on the top, but it's the Canucks. I mean, really, let, let's let's be real. When's the last time have you heard someone like, oh, can't wait to watch the Canucks game? You know. Me watching Quinn Hughes perform because he's incredible. Yeah, okay, whatever you say, sir. Devil's uh, got the wrong Hughes. <laughs> yes, that's that's another thing. <laughs> that's, that's, um, we'll see. The Ducks. I don't see the Ducks going. I don't see the Kings going. The Sharks, as as much as I, I want to see, you know, again, nostalgia-ing here. You know, the Worcester Sharks used to be here for the AHL, and I was I was all excited. I, I had a little Sharks sticker and all that. The, the Sharks, I don't, I don't see either of those bottom three really making the push to meet that top five at all. But that top five is going to be a fight, and it's going to be a battle, and it's going to be amazing to watch. Minus the Canucks. Yeah, so <laughs> the craziest part, if you really put this in perspective, the Golden Knights have been to the finals. San Jose has been to the finals. While they have this point streak, it could just be conserving yourself until after the All-Star break with the way these points look. So I'm kind of curious if there's just one division that has this thing figured out to, to, to try to get back there. Um, as weird as that is to say, but like, if you look at, you know, the central outside of the blues, it Pacific usually dominates in the, in the playoffs. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to say, uh, the predators being a dead ass last is the most surprising thing for me this entire season. Their defense is too good to be there. I mean, I can understand that, but. It, it, you, uh, I can't even begin to explain it because there's, you're right, and I want to argue with you, but there's, I can't even. They're they're too good to be at 51 points, man. Like they like if they were in the Pacific, fine. That's like kind of they could still make a climb, but they're not getting back there. No. Like, you know, with with Minnesota, I kind of get it because they traded off some big pieces. Um, I think they did way too much on that Dumba, uh, Dumba to get that done and traded maybe off some pieces that were a little better that that's going to hurt them in the long run. 
Uh, but outside of that, man, the Predators are just at the bottom of this division, and I don't understand how. Like, I just look at that team, and I don't understand how. And I think that's a lot of why their coaching is fired. They're the most surprising thing for me out of the standings at the All-Star break. For you guys, what's the team that's most surprising right now where they're at in the standings? I'm going to say Detroit because I really wanted them to win. I just I wanted them to at least try to make an effort, and it's just – no matter what they do, it's just they just lose, 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 lose. I don't know. It's just hard to see a, like a meteoric fall from grace. It's it's crazy to me that this might be the worst Red Wings team of all time. Yeah. In that legacy of Red Wings teams. Keegan, how about you? What's your biggest surprise? Um, My biggest surprise, honestly... I'm not surprised by the Blues at all, but uh, I would definitely say the Blue Jackets. You know, they're they're hanging in there. You know, they're what about nine points out from uh, from the Capitals and the Metro, and they're making a push. They definitely are. They're making that push right now, and I'm surprised to see them in fourth in the Metro. I really expect them to be a little bit higher, um, but they they've got the team. It's they're not going to they're not going to they're not going to, you know, move the capitals out of first. That's that's going to that's going to be a stay. But I, I really think they could definitely get ahead of the Islanders. I really expected them to be a little bit higher. Maybe the Islanders down low, maybe the Rangers up in third. You know, we can dream. But <laughs> hey, man, well, I had the Devils making the wild card this year, so we can definitely fucking dream. <laughs> i watched the preseason and Corey snyder looked pretty good i was like okay we got we got suvan you know some pieces here we can make this work maybe jack hughes comes in lights it up you think maybe they can make the playoffs uh dead last <laughs> second worst team in the league so we can all definitely dream and with that uh i, I think this is where we're going to wrap up unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about i'm going to shoot it over to you to talk about uh you know spit out all your the internet information. I'll start with you, Keegan. All right. Thank you for listening to Skates of Throw. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Let me, let me get my radio voice. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on Skates to Throats. Uh, yeah. All right. You know, Chris, Dakota, thank you guys again for having me. Uh, I love it here. Uh, I might have to maybe rent a room somewhere. Um, you can catch me on the internet. <laughs> You can catch me on uh, Xbox, you know, Lolo Space Keegan, L-O-L-O Space Keegan, K-E-E-G-A-N. You can catch me on the bird, Lolo underscore Keegan, or you can call me at it. No, I'm not giving you my phone number. Um, <laughs> wonderful show. I definitely think we got a we got a we got a great breakdown of this week. Definitely free gritty Dakota, man. I'm gonna pass this off to you. Alrighty, folks. And you can find me at LaShock Dakota on Twitter. Uh, I don't post a lot, but, uh, you know, maybe one day I will. Um, I won't follow you back either. No, no. Yeah, I followed <laughs> oh, you I'm, back. <laughs> I'm a completely one-sided person. You haven't even followed me yet. I, I followed, I, well, you know what? You didn't follow me either. I followed Keegan. He followed me. We're following <laughs> each other. <laughs> hey, if you look I at my following, no. you're the first one I got, Dakota. Don't even try me. <laughs> I follow no one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I hope you guys have a good week. Uh, should uh, yeah, man, I'll pass it back over to you, Chris. Well, uh, we have a brand new episode of at 
the Wrestling Geeks Alliance. It's up. You can listen to that. We do the review of the Royal Rumble as well as Worlds Collide today. And we talk about kind of the outlook of things going into WrestleMania. So that's what I did earlier today. Uh, if you want to talk about hockey, wrestling, movies, whatever, you can hit me at Chris R. Patton on Twitter. On Facebook, you can hit me at Christopher.R.Patton on Facebook and on Instagram at Christopher R. Patton. Uh, in general, it was great talking hockey with you guys. I'm really excited for the All-Star Game. Really excited for the Royal Rumble tomorrow. Uh, it's been a great fucking weekend. Thank you guys for listening. Peace out and let the geek vibes be with you. Goodbye.